I'm Jonathan Goldstein, and you're listening to Wiretap on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 159. Today's episode, The Big Thrill. Who's that calling? It's an old friend. Howard's using your bank account again. Then your dad calls about how to save a dime. While your mother's listening on the other line. You've got an agent whose name is Gregor. He's not making your life any better. Jonathan Goldstein, he puts on quite a show. Love it or hate it, it's on the radio. It's time for Wiretap. You're listening to Wiretap. Jonathan Goldstein's Wiretap. It's time for Wiretap. <coughs> Hello, hello, hello. Monday. Let me try that again. Monday. I've just received an email from Star Lee. She's hey! Ah! What surprise! What the what the hell? What are you what are you nuts? Hey, hey, hey! What, what uh, do you do? Who are you? What do you mean? Who am I? I'm Mitch Creechman. I'm the tech guy from upstairs. What are you doing, crouched behind a chair in the corner of the well, studio? I, I heard you coming. I thought it'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, you know. How is this funny? Oh, you're so serious. I thought we, you know, kind of loosen you up a little bit. What, what's your name? Mitch. Mitch, I. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Yes. Mitch. You know, I, I don't understand. I, listen, I was making a joke. All the other ladies who work here have no problem with that. That's not funny. I spill my coffee all over the place. This is my thing. I kind of jump out and, and surprise people. You know, I, I startle them. And this, you, you find this amusing. I can't believe we have to talk about this. This is something that no one has a problem with. I'm kind of known as the guy who, like, you know, Mitch, the guy who hides in the dark and leaps out and, you know, gives everyone a little a little thrill in their day, you know. In office, I mean, the, you know, there's the woman who, who always brings cake on people's birthday. There's a guy who dresses up as Santa Claus. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who crouches in the dark and surprises people. I mean, that's kind of my, that's kind of my thing. I mean, I'm told people actually, you know, look forward to it. I, b- I bet you're. Uh, I bet you're a lot of fun at surprise parties, huh? I bet you live for that. Actually, I'm not a, not a huge fan of the surprise party. Oh, you're not. Well, no. Why is that? Well, um, I, I think I really prefer working alone. I'm sort of a kind of a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, someone, someone's always yelling surprise early, or you know, they're not crouching uh, low enough, that kind of thing. Right. For a pro like you, I'm sure that's very frustrating. Well, you know, I mean, I frankly, uh, I take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. I've been startling people for for you know for the nine months that I've worked here. I, you know, this is the first time ever seeing you. I think, I think I've maybe startled you before. I would remember this. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember anyone reacting this How way. How long have you been crouched in the corner? I mean, I heard you, I don't know, uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? I don't, I don't know. Don't you have a job to yeah, do? I, there's problems. I've been getting complaints about the board and the... Uh, the What's wrong with the board? The board My is, board is there's fine. There's like spaghetti sauce on the board or salsa. I don't know what it is, but it's disgusting. Well, there's not any food allowed in here. What are you insinuating? From what I'm told, you have your little friends in and out and uh, a ferret or something. I don't have a ferret. I think I, I smell ferret in here. This is about Mitch, the fourth time I've been, yeah. There has to be a context for a surprise, you know, like a party or... This is, you know, it can be kind of a boring no, a boring if work. If a stranger pops out of the darkness and yells, that's assault. First of all, I'm insulted that you would say I'm a stranger. We've, ins- met, we've met several times. When have we met? I brought my son over to meet you. 
You I, don't remember this? I yeah, don't you know, forget, it. forget it. You know, let me, let me listen. Yeah, you, you do your work. I'll be quiet. I, I you know, I uh, have a little work to do underneath the, uh, the desk here. All right, fine. It's just a little awkward, you know, having, having you under, under my feet. You're, you're like looking up at me. Listen, just uh, go about your business. You can uh, read your story. I'll, I'll be out of here soon. All right, no, no more disturbances. Listen, I, no more disturbances. Okay. That's it. All right. All right. No surprises. Yeah. No more surprises. I get it. Not a moron. <coughs> Monday. I've just received an email from Star Lee. She's staying at a psychotherapeutic ranch in Arizona, where each patient is paired with her own horse. The therapy involves showing how a horse will mirror our own behaviors and feelings, she writes. This is intended to help inspire change, but instead, the ranch is overrun with horses lackadaisically wandering fields with crying rich people on their backs. If I'm going to be on a horse, I'd rather be twirling a lasso than my own noose. Plus, the last thing I'd want, on top of everything else, is to feel guilty for making an innocent horse neurotic, compulsively washing its hooves at the trough. Just as I'm about to respond to Starley's email, I'm interrupted by a person who has no trouble at all making someone feel neurotic, especially if that someone is me. Johnny. Oh, hey, Gregor. What's going on? Did you get the singing telegram I sent you? Yes, I got the telegram. Your mother didn't raise you right. When you get a singing telegram, you're supposed to send a singing thank you note, a candygram, something. I mean, I've been staying home all day just waiting. You know, where do you get off sending me a singing telegram? Oh, where do I? What? Where do I get off? I see my friend is down in the dumps. I want to cheer him up. My uncle died. You sent me a condolence to the tune of Hello, Dolly. I worked long and hard on that. It wasn't that easy to come up with the rhyme scheme. No. It would have been a lot easier on me if he had died of a stroke. Stroke, coke... No, but your stupid uncle has to die of a lateral thrombosis. Okay. Try rhyming that, smart guy. What can I do you for? I was actually calling you with some good news. Oh? You have been nominated. You haven't won it yet, but I think you're going to clinch it. You've been nominated to win an award. Really? What kind of an award? I, I didn't even know that I was up for something. Oh, you can drop the false humility with me, Johnny. I know you're thrilled, but you deserved it. You worked hard. Well, no, I mean, it's it's always nice to get a pat on the back. I mean, uh... There's not just a pat on the back involved. There's a free dinner. Chicken, I was told. Okay, well, what what's this award? What are you so obsessed with awards for? I just told you there's going to be a free dinner. Well, that's what, are you nice, writing an article I, about it? No, I... The point is you're up for an award. Well, okay, I'm in front of the computer. I'd like to be able to look it up. I, they told me they're not on the computer yet. Gregor, that, that doesn't sound... Let, let me guess. Is there some kind of administrative fee that we have to pay? There's no I mean, administrative fee. This is a big, big honor. Well, where's it going to be held? The Veterans Hall for Foreign Wars. We're going to have a free dinner. How much time times they got to tell you the same yeah, thing? Yeah, you just keep telling me you're going to have a free dinner. You're not telling me what it, what, what it's uh, honoring. Your professional achievements by your peers. Who, who's giving me this award? His name was Samuel Merkin, and his wife's name was Elizabeth Merkin. Mm -hmm. They call them the Murkies. Okay. And you're up for one. I'm up for a Murky. Yeah, in spoken word on the radio. Uh -huh. Canadian radio. Well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I am flattered. Uh, you know, it's nice to be acknowledged uh, in your, in your field. Uh, by, by, you, you said it was uh, um, voted on by my peers. The point is, the Twitter sphere is already blowing up. Would you like to hear a tweet I just got? Yeah. Jonathan Goldstein's winning a murky. What the hell is that? Here's another one. What's a murky? Uh huh. Never heard of a murky. Ha ha ha. Lol. Okay, no one knows what this is, Gregor. All right, let me ask you a question, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Why do you think every school child knows the name Edward R. Murrow? Because he was a very important journalist. Uh... Wrong, wrong. 
It's because oh. of the Edward R. Murrow Awards. Every kid wants no. to grow up and win an Edward R. Murrow right. Award. The, he was a great journalist, and they named an award after him. He's famous because he won an Edward R. Murrow Award. No, he is Edward R. Murrow. Awards are like log rolling. The more awards you win, the more awards you get. It's like, hey, you won a ton of awards? Let's give you an Oscar. How about an Emmy? Why not an Obie? Take a Murky. Yes, Gregor, but all those other awards people have heard of, they, they mean something, you know? They're... Fine, you beat it out of me. I made up the murky. You happy? No, I'm not happy. Why would you do something like that? Of course you made it up. I did it to raise your stature. What do you want from me? I, w I don't want you to lie to me. Fine, I'll tell you the truth. Everyone hates you. Happy now? No, I... I lie to you to protect you. My lies are like nourishing water that drips onto a daffodil that helps it grow. Uh -huh. And all you want is the hard truth? Fine. How about I get you a, an award printed up for the most irritating person I've ever dealt you with know in my what? life? How about you win the widest seat award? You know what? why? Why? Because you have a lot of generosity in your keister. That is I wasn't not... going to go there, but you know, you put me in a bad you mood. Are... And you have a very big keister, How dare sir. you? I just have a lot in my wallet, that's all. A lot in your wallet. What are you carrying in your wallet? Your big keister? The whole award can be shaped like a giant recliner. They can bury you in it. How about I just bury you in it and save them the trouble? And you know what I'm going to carve into your stupid headstone? Here lies Murky Award-winning broadcaster Jonathan Goldstein. Wednesday. I'm sitting in a coffee shop with my laptop trying to get some work hey, done. Hey, uh, can you hand me that wrench over there? Which one? The number three. All right. I don't, I don't know. What's a number? Th Third smallest one over there. Okay. Here, here you go. Can, can I get back to my monologue now? Yeah. Wednesday. I'm sitting in a coffee shop with my laptop trying to get... What are you doing down there? What? Uh, under my desk. I'm trying to relax you. You're, you're very, um, you're obviously very tightly wound. It's, it's making me feel... Why are you touching my feet? I'm giving you a foot massage. Through my shoes. I don't know you that well. I do know you, of course. We've met. We've met. You've, you've yeah. scared the hell out of me. That's right. how we met. Well, you met my son. I'm a big fan. I... That's all right. All right, anyway, I was trying to help okay, you relax. Okay, please don't touch my feet. Great. Okay. No problem. You don't want me to scare you. Okay. <coughs> Wednesday. I'm sitting in a coffee shop with my laptop, trying to get some work done. They're playing that fast, classical, stringy music that, in Merchant Ivory films, suggests the protagonist is engaged in a flood of creative activity. It is making me feel especially guilty for being engaged in a flood of procrastination. I find myself thinking about the evolution of the coffee takeout cup. First, it was a cup with a lid, then a sippy cup. And now it's got this spout on it that you're supposed to suckle like a snorkel nozzle. Give it another few years and we'll be drinking coffee out of baby bottles. I'm sure it'll prove to be an adorable look for me. I am lifted out of these, what can only generously be called, thoughts, when my cell phone rings. Hey John, what's up? Oh, hey Josh, what's, what's going on? Ah, nothing too much, just kicking back, watching a movie. Uh, anything good? I'm enjoying it. You know, this guy just got shot, and uh, he just, oh, there he goes, through the window, through the solarium window, through another window, and now he's sliding down a bank of Christmas lights onto a merry-go-round. Oh, he's dead, all right. Be quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where, where are you? I'm in a movie theater. What are you doing talking on the phone in a movie theater? Where does one watch movies? Shut up, jerk. Hold, hold on.
What are you doing? Oh, man, I was just in a movie theater talking to you on the phone. Why would you do that? That's, that's really rude. For the adrenaline. I'm addicted to it. Oh, are you? That's, that's correct. I am now an adrenaline junkie. I've never felt more alive in my whole life. Just from talking on your cell phone. Shouldn't, shouldn't you be out bungee jumping or something? Bungee jumping? What am I, an idiot? You go upside down. You, you can throw up. No. Mm-hmm. I try to find new ways to feel the rush. Oh, yeah. Want to hear some? Want to live vicariously through me? Because you live a pretty staid existence. Well. You're one of these guys that when they find you dead, you'll have grown into your chair. You're going to be like a centaur, half human, half office chair. Okay, all right. Let's hear it. So when, when did this whole thing start? Well, it all started off, as most stories do, at the Gap, trying on khakis. Mm-hmm. Standing there in the changing room, pants around my ankles, listening to a little Nora Jones on the speakers, mm-hmm. and uh, pulling up my khakis, doing them up, and I look up, doors unlatched. Anyone could walk in. I don't know if I like where this story's going. I, I'm not saying anybody did open the door, but they could have. So, of course, what did I do, John, when I saw it was Well, you, went, you, you locked it. But as I reached out, I thought, you know what? Not going to do it. Not going to live that life. And the rush I felt when I left it open, I'm just living my life, but I'm doing it on the edge. In a gap uh, changing room. In a gap changing room. And from there on, there was a logical progression into... um, Insanity. Riding the tiger. What do you mean riding the tiger? What is that, doing drugs? No. I ride the mechanical tiger outside supermarkets. The children's toy, that is what is giving uh, you such a tremendous rush. Not riding it. It's the looks that people give me, like I'm some kind of sicko or weirdo. Oh, right, like you're some kind of sicko. In those moments, John, I'm outside society. I'm in my own realm, and you know what? You should visit sometime. No, I would would not like to visit. You know what? You know why? Because you don't have the cajonis. Let me tell you something, John. You've got to earn respect in this lifetime from the universe. Is that so? Yeah. You'll never understand what it is to truly live. Have you ever smeared peanut butter all over your body and gone running through the sewers? No, no, I haven't. Neither have I. I'm not crazy. But the thing is, I do things like that. Right. Within bounds. Uh-huh. Because I have to watch out for my personal safety at all times. Just the other day, mm-hmm. I told a group of screaming teens outside a record store, Justin Bieber sucks. Let me tell you something. That'll put a bee in your bonnet, and by that I mean they almost murdered me. Did they really? That's correct. What else? I, I had uh, ate some pruned anishes one time. That doesn't sound like risk-taking. Doesn't, eh? Let me tell you something. I ate two pounds of pruned anish and a pint of coffee two miles from my home. The, the point being... I had to run home. Okay, that's really, really... Uh, hang on, hang on. One second, okay? John, you can just hold on, please. Whoops, sorry. Hold on. Where, what are you doing? Where are you? Uh, I'm just uh, entering the library. Oh, what, you're going to have, like, a, a cell phone conversation with me in the library now? No, no, I'm not a monster. I, I already spoke in the movie theater. That's been done. I'm having a sandwich. In the library? Yeah, that's how I roll. Literally. It's, it's an onion roll. Josh, you're not allowed to eat in a library. John, that, that... let me tell you something. You've never enjoyed a thick-cut salami sandwich on an onion roll when you've been savoring it with the librarian shushing you and approaching you from ten feet away. All right, I'm going to sit down here. The librarian's going to see me, make a beeline over here. Oh, that's a good sandwich. Oh, yeah. Should be feeling it. Not feeling it. 
Really not feeling it. Nothing. I'm tasting the salami, but I'm not tasting the adrenaline. I've, I've crossed over. I've become too fearless. I'm immune. I burned out my adrenaline receptors. That's just great. Thanks, universe. Shh. All right, all right, all right. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Josh, I mean, you you know what this means. What's that? Joe? I mean, it, it means that you're going to have to step things up. You're going to actually have to do stuff like mountain climbing. Are you crazy? That's dangerous. Well, you've got an addiction that you're going to have to fuel. You know? No, I'm, no, I don't. I'm I'm seeing uh, mechanical bulls. No, no, absolutely not. You know, and parachute jumping. You can't even sandwich while falling from an airplane. You might choke. Parasailing. You get windburn. Cage fighting. You get cage burn. Also brutally beaten. Hunting. Hunting. Investing in risky high-tech startups? No, absolutely not. Forget I ever said anything. Thursday. My neighbors across the street have changed garbage bag colors. I wonder why this is. Clearly the problem with you, if you don't mind me saying oh, so. John, no, not yeah. at all. I, I'm anxious to hear um, this. You need more surprises. I need... I'm sure your life is very routine. You eat your wheat germ every morning. You know, you got your, your favorite spoon, all that stuff. It's on all hospital corners. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of us like things a little loose. We like things to be fun. And you feel like you have a responsibility to impose your idea of fun onto unsuspecting people? So jumping people. out of a corner uh, is imposing? I mean, you know, frankly, I was sitting back behind that chair for 45 minutes. You know that? You know, you know, I had no you know how uncomfortable that is? I can Im- only imagine. I mean, we're I have just... arthritis in my knees. <sighs> Maybe there's something to what you're saying. I, I guess, you know, I, I'm... It's, it's not easy for me to... I, I guess I got control issues. You know what I mean? It's not... It's not yeah. You know, I guess this is probably sort of a safe place for me in, in yeah. the dark. Well, no, uh, not sure. Yeah, I, I understand that. Okay, that. you know what? Let's try it again, shall we? Here I'm coming in. Go ahead. Scare me again. No, it's too late. I, I can't. But no, come on. Let's let's try it again. I want I want to see. No, you. the whole point of a surprise is you don't know you don't know it's surprise. <laughs> Jesus, what the hell? Dug your nails into my knees. I thought I thought you said to do I, it I didn't again. tell you to manhandle. That's part me. of the spontaneity. It's exciting. That's Trust the last me. thing I need right Listen, now. Listen, I am an expert. I know how this stuff works. Just relax, relax. Surprise. That's not funny. Oh, come on, come on. Okay, you're lighting up. No, th- th- that's not helpful. Listen. Yelling in my face. Just relax, okay? Give me the keys to your apartment. I'll, I'll surprise you. I'll, I'll go ahead in the hamper. I'm not. Don't follow me. Get it. Hello. Hi, John. Oh, hey, Howard. How are you doing? A little busy right now. How do you feel? How uh, do you really feel inside? I feel busy, Howard. You, uh, know, you, you, you sound so annoyed. You might, you might notice that I sound quite at peace. At peace, huh? I feel balanced. I feel grounded. All right. Why, why are you so at peace? I've been reading self-help books, John. Self-help books. And now I'm enlightened. I've read them all. You know, you know Murray, my next-door neighbor? The elderly gentleman. Yeah, fine fellow, Murray. Mm-hmm. But he's got bad health. He's an older guy, and he keeps getting rushed off to the hospital. But uh, when he goes away, you know, I kind of have free access to his place. I... He's got central air conditioning in there. Wait, wait, he's hang got on. Ice cream in the freezer. Hang on a second. Murray... He doesn't think anybody can come into the back because we're on the fourth floor. 
he says, what, someone's going to climb the wall to get in. But we share a common balcony. So you break into this man's house. I check out the fridge. I finish whatever leftovers, things that are spoiling. To make sure the refrigerator won't smell when he gets home. I'm doing him a favor. How, how good of you. But boy, oh boy, it's gotten to the point, you know, every time I hear an ambulance coming down the street, I, I start drooling and I, I think about all the ice cream I'm going to eat. Of course, you know, sometimes it fades off into the distance. It's like for somebody oh, else. That must I, be very disappointing for you. Anyway, the point being, mm-hmm. Marie's got a lot of self-help books. Mm-hmm. He's got books by Edward de Bono, Dr. Phil, Oprah. You know, I, I, I read uh, Feeling Good and Feel Good too. How to Influence Friendly People. There's I'm Okay, You're Okay. There's I'm Okay, You're Not Okay. There's I'm Okay and You're KO'd. That's actually a fighting book by Manny Pacquiao. Anyway, so, you know, I've been reading all these books, and, you know, I was inspired to start working on, on my own self-help book. Your very own self-help book. Wow. It's called... Eat, drink, pray, love. Kick, punch, stab, and eat, and drink some more, colon. Living like a warrior in a world of wimps. The Howard Chakwit story, period. Want to hear a couple of excerpts? No, Howard, I don't. What, you think you're beyond learning what I have to teach you, Jonathan? I've self-helped myself by writing this book, and now I'm going to self-help you. I'm going to show you the light. Oh, boy, that sounds like a threat. When you see that light, you're going to recoil like a cockroach. You're just going to scurry back into the refrigerator again. I'm not going to crush the little cockroach unless I have to. Okay, fine. Let, let's hear it. Dedicated to Bruce and Desmond, my faithful dogs, without whom I'd be a man without friends. Very nice. Chapter one, getting started. A martial artist must live in the moment, or potentially die in the moment. He or she must live each moment ready to attack and ready to die. This should encourage full awareness. What a beautiful bird song. How lovely the smell of cookies. Am I wearing pants? I shall answer these questions. And more! Gee, I can't wait. Chapter 2. Breathing Your Way to Victory. Always remember to breathe. And breathe. Let's do it now. Breathe in. Imagining it is the last breath you will breathe before disembowelment. Breathe out. Imagining disembowelment has begun. And most importantly, repeat these words aloud or in your mind as you breathe. Breathing in, I'm snorting up your life's blood. Howard, that is disgusting. Breathing out, I'm sending tiny nose daggers into your stupid face. That is really, really violent. Chapter 3. Warrior in a leisure suit. Let's look at your office job. With each yes, sir, you're forced to mutter to your boss, be mindful of your rage, for it will guide you well. Perhaps you will find it helpful to imagine you are wearing a battle fanny pack made of his hide. Not so scary now, eh? That doesn't seem like very good advice, Howard. In later chapters, we'll get into how we use simple office supplies like staple guns and paper shredders as instruments of war. But for now, let's look at filing. Imagine each file you slide into the cabinet to be a blade slicing through your account manager's upper torso. Okay, Howard, that's enough. Let's look at eating office birthday cake. I'm going back to work, all right? John, you're missing out on a golden opportunity. This is an insight into the mind of the master. Hang on a second. What is that? Hello? Hello? Oh, that's Murray coming back. Where are you? I'm in Murray's place. What what are you doing in Murray's place? I'm I'm eating ice cream. Murray's I didn't even hear the ambulance. Why don't they put the siren on when they bring him back? That's why I know he's coming. Why would they bring him back in an ambulance? That doesn't make any sense. I gotta get out of here. The back door's the back door's locked. Desmond, out the window! Desmond, out the window! Whoops, the wing is bathroom. Brucey! Brucey, don't eat that!
On Wiretap today, you heard Jeff Melman, Gregor Ehrlich, Joshua Carpatti, and Howard Chakowitz. At the beginning of today's show, you heard an original Wiretap theme song by the Kerchiffs and the BLTs. Visit cbc.ca slash wiretap for details on how to submit your own theme song. Wiretap is produced by Mira Bertwintonic, Crystal Duhame, and me, Jonathan Goldstein. Tune into Wiretap Saturdays at 1.30 and Thursday evenings at 11.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 159. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can also download the latest Wiretap ringtone. I think I smell ferret in here. The ferret hunt is on with every ring of your phone.